0: This is Rob Stein, and welcome to the Impossible to Fail podcast. I'm a multi-business-owning entrepreneur that has cracked the code to launching careers to massive success. Over the past 20 years, I've developed a life-changing process that has allowed me to achieve a level of wealth and financial freedom that I previously thought was only possible for the select few. These principles are universal for any industry, and I've personally applied this process to transition from a teacher with a master's degree to an award-winning music composer and publisher, championship-level bodybuilder, top-producing real estate agent and team leader, and entrepreneurial coach. If you want to achieve the financial success and time freedom that you deserve, you simply need to make it impossible to fail. Boy oh boy, we're in for a treat today uh this guy has very quickly become a really good friend of mine we've talked a lot and we're gonna see if we can keep this thing to an hour because i have a feeling that <laughs> we could just go and go on the show today is omar Madrano, uh author of what if it did work omar got his start in the uh in the business as a franchisee owning some of the top performing franchises in the world for over 20 years. Since then, he's been featured on Buzzfeed, entrepreneur, Ted Ed. He's a best-selling author of What If It Did Work? He's got a podcast. I mean, this guy is a jack of all trades and he is an incredible coach helping entrepreneurs get past the fear that is involved in starting and maintaining a business. So Omar, man, it is such a pleasure to have you on. Welcome.
1: The pleasure's all mine. (laughs) <laughs> Rob, I, to to be on your stage, I mean, I'm humbled. Thank thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the invite, brother.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. And we also have a lot in common. He's a CrossFit buff. So we talk about working out, we talk about business, we talk about life. Um, you know, Omar, I mean, let's just, let's start at the beginning, man, because you have such an inspiring story of what you've built and and where you've gone since then, and now helping so many other people accomplished the same thing. So talk about like, what, at what point in your life did you say nine to five grind ain't for me, I'm going to be an entrepreneur?
1: The nine to five grind, this, <laughs> I'm sorry about that, here, you're gonna laugh. The nine to five grind, it was never in my system. I had so many bosses that were not boss, that, that yep. were not leaders, they were just bosses. Lived Mm. in scarcity. Don't do this. Don't do that. Make me more money. Make me more money. I was a number one. One of the first signs was I was a producer at Fox 44 in Baton Rouge TV Kids Club. And my boss was always riding me. He was a big fan of Miami Vice. And he Mm. told me I needed to quit to give the job to somebody that deserved it because I needed to go back to my million dollar mansion. Because right. clearly, you know, everybody that lives in Miami li- lives in mansions. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and, and he was like, and, and I was, I just came for, out of a fraternity. So I thought he was hazing me. I thought, I thought I had to earn his <laughs> respect, but the right. guy just didn't like me. <laughs>
0: wow. Wow. Oh my gosh. So, so you very quickly said, man, I, I got to take control and be my own boss.
1: I wish I, I had said, take control, be my own boss. I drank the Kool-Aid. My mm. mom worked 30 years plus with Ma Bell, AT&T, whatever they want to call themselves, and she hated it. But mm. she's like, Omar, you need to follow my path.
0: Yes. You,
1: you need to go to school, get 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 a degree, yep. and you need to work in corporate America 20, yep. 30, 40 years, hating life, mm. and then one day you might retire. Yeah. but and And it was crazy because my mom – chose that, wanted me to choose that path, but not once did I ever see her happy. She would mm. always tell me stuff like, oh, well, you better, you, you, you better graduate from school fast. I hate this job. I hate this job. And then <laughs> to this day, my mom only sees success is if I went back and I worked for a, uh, an S yeah. and P 500 And that's winning.
0: Yeah. And that is so much of, I mean, I think that's a, a, a generational thing, right? Because, you know, our our parents, 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 the economy was very different. The Great Depression was very different. And back then, you know, job security was valued. Go to school, get a job, get a pension, you know, have a retirement. And that's winning. And so it's understandable that, you know, they think that way. But really, the other thing is when they say get a stable job, all they're really saying is get a job for an entrepreneur that is so massively successful that you view working for them as a stable and consistent thing. You're still working for, for another entrepreneur. Sometimes people feel like this job security thing, working for a big corporation, like that corporation was still started by an entrepreneur that had a heck of a lot of guts.
1: Clearly, each and every company, unless you work for Uncle Sam, which very yeah. out as a, as a small thir- 13 colony right. that grew up to <laughs> be one of the greatest, to be the greatest country. No, everything was small. Walt mm-hmm. Disney World didn't become Disney World. You know, he was working out of a studio. Yeah. <coughs> uh, bet all his money, all, all the chips on yeah. an animated movie. So yeah. White, And then he just doubled down and tripled down and grew and, you know, 100x did. But you're yeah. right. Every major publicly traded corporation at one time was a mom and pop.
0: Yeah. And there's a lot of adversity that you face when you... Uh, when you decide to become an entrepreneur, whether that's from, you know, friends, family, coworkers. I remember when I built my first business to, to quit my teaching job as a middle school teacher. They all said, Rob, you're, you're crazy. I don't get it. Like you're going to quit to go write music. Like I don't, but you have pension and you have tenure. In the meantime, these are the same people that bitch about the job every single day, every day. They're not going to change anything. They're still probably teaching at the school to this day, um, but they don't have the courage to do something. And, and so they project that fear onto you. And it, it can be very challenging, especially when it comes from loved ones, in your instance, from your mom, right? Especially when it comes from very close people in your life, it might really make you second guess, like, should I do this?
1: Oh, it's always, your biggest fans are always complete strangers or people that you will never expect to cheer you on. Yeah. My best friend never read my book, has never listened to a podcast episode. And I grew up with the guy. My mm-hmm. mom doesn't believe in personal development, business development. Yep. She purchased a book. Yep. But that's about it. She'll never open it. She'll never listen to this podcast. She'll never watch any podcast. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Bless her heart because she's supported me in so many other ways. Yeah. But if we have to wait for the acknowledgement, if we have to wait for the kudos, the cyber hugs from our own family, we're going to be stuck. I mean, yep. I wrote, I wrote my book at the time at a girl that I grew up with at her place, and she, her words were to me were, "Who am I to write a book? Maybe I should go work for Uber." And to me, it was like mind blowing. <laughs> but now I get it. I don't, I don't need your, your, your confirmation.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, and that's so common. Is is is. You know, as you were saying, you know, people you don't know supporting you, some of your closest friends and family telling you, what are you doing? Like, at some point, everyone wrote their first book. At some point, I mean, I'm writing my first book now, never wrote one, but I'm, I have the guidance. I'm, I got the blueprint and, and I'm doing it. And one day when I have over 10 books, you know, I, I mean, people will think I just snapped my fingers and wrote 10 books, but it doesn't, it doesn't happen that way.
1: Well, you, you're you're like R. Stein, so maybe they don't think you know R. L. <laughs> yeah, Stein. The goosebumps, you goosebumps, dude. <laughs> no, but but the, the the thing is, you have to start somewhere. But yes. you have to believe in yourself, man. Yeah, this is my first book. I've got a second book. Who am I? But who was Stephen King? Who was Chuck Palahniuk? Who was Zig Ziglar? Who were all these people at one time to write a book?
0: Right. You know, it's yep.
1: it's mind blowing. Yes, you have to start somewhere and. Everybody that's famous, one, they were never instant stars. There's no microwave to success. There's no overnight to success. And at one time, they weren't uber famous. They're just a struggling person that had a dream and that expanded their vision.
0: Yeah, and it can be done, man. It can be done. Now, you are a big advocate for asking for what you want. And so many times, I mean, I see that all the time when I coach um, entrepreneurs, especially in sales, you know, real estate. Uh, I was, I was teaching a webinar last night and so many people were like, oh, well, I guess I could try to get some referrals here, but I'm afraid to tell them, I'm afraid to tell them I'm an agent. Like, why? Why? Like ask if, ask if they need help. So Omar, I mean, in your opinion, what, what is it that has people so afraid to ask for what they want?
1: People are afraid to ask what they want because they're fearful of rejection. They don't understand that no is just a temporary thing. No, it yeah. doesn't mean, hey, Rob, you suck. No, it doesn't mean Omar, I'm not worthy. It's, right. just, it's just a timing thing. You can yeah. ask out a girl and she says, no, that doesn't mean you're a complete creep. It just means she might be in a relationship. She might have other plans. You right. can always revisit. When it comes to asking for the sale, it's always no until you literally ask and ask with confidence. Don't stomach St- 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 stutter don't 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 stammer don't ooh, uh just ask for it what's yep. the worst they can say they say no okay well maybe it's the wrong product maybe yep. it's timing you can always revisit that and that's called following up but never take a no personal because there's a million different
0: variables it's never we're not worthy or that we suck right yeah they're not saying you're a bad person they're saying no to the opportunity that you're presenting them. Um, I mean, that happens all the time. Like if you ask someone to buy your thing and they say no, it just means they're not interested in your thing. It doesn't mean that they, they don't like you personally. Um, I mean, asking for what you want, you can apply that to anything. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to ask for what you want. For example, when I go to a hotel, eight out of 10 times when I ask for a free upgrade, I get it. Because I just asked, <laughs> I just asked for it at the end of the conversation after we established some rapport. Um, it's a powerful thing. Now, what, what are some, some, some tips, you know, some, some practical implementation someone's, li- cause there is someone listening to this right now that is saying, yeah, but how, like, how do, how do I get over that fear? What would you tell someone that says like, Omar, I'm, I'm with you, man, but, but how do I do that? How do I overcome that?
1: You overcome your fear by doing, Mm. by being. Confidence is you know you can achieve it. You know you can bring it. Mm -hmm. Enough of the swagger, enough of the confidence. Mm. Don't fake it till you make it. What you need to do, start small. Start stacking win after win, small win after small win. And before you know it, your base is gonna grow because you have confidence and you can go hit the home runs and but the problem is is people go for the gusto people want it all and then when they can't get it well you ha- you have no foundation you have no basis clearly you're out of your league and mm. that's with everything that's personal that's asking out for a date that that's asking for a sale that's trying to get a presentation yeah start small build your confidence become that person that you want to be and then
0: the rest will fall into place. Yeah, it's it's taking, it's taking action. You just have to take action. And there is no substitute. There is no substitute for taking action. And so often people get stuck in that analysis paralysis mindset of, I'm afraid to do this because, or there's so many things I could do. I'm afraid of doing the wrong thing. What things should I do first? And I'm just going to do nothing. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is when you do nothing, you, you're only pushing your own finish line further. Oh yeah. Away. You're only hurting yourself. And if your goal, I mean so many people have such noble goals like to help other people. Well, you can't help other people if you're not thriving. And you can only learn how to do that by taking action. And with action comes results that will give you the confidence you need.
1: Exactly. Here, perfect example. We always say, Well, I don't want to be too pushy, or that person knows what I do. Everybody knows what I do. I don't want to be desperate. Wrong. You are being selfish for starters. You have the answer to someone's problem. Yeah. I know because as an entrepreneur, I felt that way. No, everybody needs to know what I do. And if they don't, that's on me. And right. it took me like a year to start getting clients Mm. because I felt, Hey, I'm doing this. I'm doing a podcast. I wrote a book. No, I had the answer to that problem. I had the answer to that business's problem. I need to present. I need to ask for it because Mm -hmm. nobody's going to say, Hey, Rob, Hey, Omar, can you please help us out? No, you have to say, you have to present, you have to have confidence. And you have to justify that you're here to answer their
0: problem. Absolutely, man. I tell, you know, when I'm coaching my real estate agents, I tell them that all the time. No one, you know, when you call someone, no one is going to say like, oh, thank God. I've been waiting for a realtor to call me. Holy smokes. I can't wait to meet with you and talk about the process. That's never, (laughs) that's never going to happen. And of course, like you said, if you don't, if you don't talk with confidence, they're not going to have confidence in you.
1: Well, why, why should they? right? Why should they buy from you if you don't even believe in yourself? if you yep. don't believe in your product, so many people are like that. We're all in sales, and whenever somebody's oh I'm not, I hate sales. I'm not in the sales. That's like chalk, like nails on the chalkboard. We're all in sales. You're selling yes. something, you're selling yourself. I've always been Omar Madrano LLC. 49 years of being it. Please, you know, don't, don't ever feel that way. You know, nobody's going to, you're here to sell yourself, your product. Give us a compelling reason why we need to know you, why we need to use your services. And please tell us how you can solve my problem because most problems are causing pain and you don't want them to go through
0: even greater amounts of pain. That's right. Money is exchanged when problems are solved, right? If I'm trying to, you know, sell someone's house, they don't they don't want to sell the house, they have a problem they're trying to solve via selling the house. What is the problem that I can help you solve? It's so important to know. Now, as you um, you know, as you were going through your entrepreneurial journey, again, you you started franchising and you absolutely just dominated there before you went into, you know, the, the coaching side of things. So let's talk about that for a moment because one thing I'm always intrigued to know with, with the impossible to fail framework, which relies so heavily on getting the blueprint, getting, you know, guidance from someone that's done what you're trying to do. Did you have a coach? Did you have a framework? Did you have a mentor? You know, someone that as you got into your, your first uh, entrepreneurial, you know, journey of franchising. did you have someone that was guiding you or were you more going solo?
1: No, I was never going solo. I was always I always sped up to the process because I was already in the world of personal development. I was already reading books. I was already right. into Anthony Robbins. I knew mirroring. I knew having a mentor would mm-hmm. get me to point A to point B faster. So my mentor actually mentored me. Into profitability, into scaling. And not only that, he started writing books and he was a ghostwriter. Well, he still writes books, he's still alive and he's still an entrepreneur till this day. So I followed that path. He sold his stores years before me, but I always considered him a friend mm-hmm. and a mentor. Mm-hmm. And all I had to do was ask. And he said, yes. I'm like, can you, Nelson, can you please show me? That's all you have to do. Never be afraid
0: to ask someone for help. Yeah, you have to. And I mean, it makes no sense not to, you know, I mean, especially if you're starting something that's brand new, you have to learn how to do it from someone that's done the thing you've done or you're trying to do. You got to get the information from the source. Now, as you, as you continued with that, what was it? Cause you had a, I mean, I, I believe you you said, you know, about 20 years in that industry. So what was it like growing those businesses, getting multiple franchises? Like, did you, did you have a tipping point where you said, man, like, this is really working. Like I'm making, like, I'm making this happen.
1: Oh, I, I had confidence with my ex-business partner, my ex-wife well, I was still, I, it, it became easy to own a, a business. It became easy to scale out. It's mm-hmm. easy, but you have to want to scale. You have to want to be an entrepreneur. You have to want to be a leader, yep. a business owner, not a worker. Do not be a slave to your business. So many mm-hmm. solopreneurs, so many entrepreneurs think that they own the business. In actuality, the business owns them. And it's like having that 40-year-old child that's never left home. It's a burden. And a lot of people get hurt because either they shouldn't be entrepreneurs, not everybody's designed to be a business owner, Mm -hmm. or two, they just
0: don't know how to lead. They just know how to be a boss. Yep. And (laughs) those two things are not it's synonymous. You know, if, if you think you're leading and no one's following, you're just, you're just taking a walk, right? You have to lead by example. um, Always. You absolutely have to lead by example. There's no doubt about it. So, so you, you grew that franchising business and then what was it that made you want to step out of it? Because when, you know, when we spoke about it, you said, Hey man, that was like, I crushed it. But, you know, that was a previous life. I'm now doing all these other things. So what was it that made you say, like, all right, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on and start pouring into other people?
1: Rob, I wish I could tell you I had an exit strategy, even though I was feeling unfulfilled and I felt like I was chasing money. The franchise, the franchisor mm-hmm. found a loophole to get my ex-wife and myself. We own separate stores out mm-hmm. of the system because we we're too vocal. And Mm -hmm. also it was not the original franchise or he purchased it from the founder and he didn't like the simple fact that we were both outspoken because Mm -hmm. when it comes to having a premium product, you should never discount, never try to discount, never chase sales, never chase people, never beg Mm -hmm. that you're not creating loyal fans. All you're creating are people that will only come to you when there's an offer. So since we didn't have an Mm -hmm. exit strategy, they said to quote um, the
0: Japanese sayonara. Mm. Wow. Wow. And so that was, you know, so that was a pretty quick (laughs) cutoff. So yeah. So how did you decide where to go from there?
1: Well, life works in mysterious ways. While they were in the process, because they were telling me that my ex-wife was paranoid. She was telling me, I'm not going to survive. They want us out. Mm. They were telling me, hey, don't worry, your ex-wife, she's paranoid. Millie doesn't know what she's talking. Well, I was writing, what if it did work? Now, Mm. one, the book is like an infomercial to them because I felt like I was still gonna be part of the system. In fact, my second book quotes them a lot. In fact, Entrepreneur Magazine. There's so much, and I still had nothing bad to say about them, but they they completely ghosted me. Now Mm -hmm. you see, everybody always said I should write a book. Everybody always said I should charge. I should coach. I Mm -hmm. should speak on stage. That was already within me. That was my exit strategy. But if it wasn't for the God, the universe, and Smoothie King, I'd still be stuck in there.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you felt the calling, and now, I mean, it's incredible, you know, th- through your book, through your through your podcast, how many people now you're able to help. and right? and and you know i've I've said this quote before, but I heard it recently, so I'm just Jones and I say it all the time now, but I love it. it's it's you find your greatest purpose serving the person you used to be. And oh. so is, is that what you feel is fulfilling you now? because what you're doing is you're helping all of those people that used to be where you were. Mm-hmm. You see,
1: in the world of franchising, in the world of franchising, when you're doing great, they take 100% responsibility because it's the systems. It's right.
0: them. We gave and, it to you on a silver platter.
1: Yeah, trailer. man. <laughs> but here, here, here's, here's, here's a, the good one. When you're below standards in your sales, because it could be many factors, location, economy, weather, they shut down the, the main street in front of you on Mm -hmm. a competitor moves in Mm -hmm. something detrimental happens Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just literally they help choose a horrible location it's never what can we do to help Mm -hmm. it's always hey so why are you below standard Mm -hmm. why are your sales sucking but it's crazy right because i mean here you're you're accepting all the kudos and all the love, yep. but you don't take one iota of the responsibility of your horrible sales.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, they always want to place the blame. They'll take the glory, but they won't take, actually take the help glory. You. Never, never, yep. never take the blame. Wow, wow. So obviously, what you're doing now gives you much greater fulfillment.
1: Oh yeah, clearly, clear. I mean, the signs were there. I mean, the guy, a complete narcissist. I mean, the guy is on uh, undercover CEO. Mm -hmm. Clearly, if you're a Mother Teresa, clearly, if you're an amazing CEO, like a Howard Schultz, you don't have to disguise yourself. That was that's one of the worst shows out there. (laughs) And then the guy posts during Corona, during lockdown, and he still does. He 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 unfollowed me or he blocked me would post like seven hundred dollar bottle of wine every day. Mm. And it's like, holy smokes, dude. Your your system, the people under you are starving, are drowning, or struggling to survive, yeah. and you're doing this. Freaking clueless, man. Clueless wow. narcissist. And he friended me literally after I got red tagged. After they said Sorry, <laughs> Man, wow. Well, yeah. I mean- and, and then the, the best part is, and this was sincere. Well, maybe it's a little passive aggressive. He blocked me when, when I sent him a message if he wanted to be on my podcast.
0: <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I'm not going to put in the hot seat, he said. <laughs> no,
1: but, but when it comes to my podcast, I've had people on that I've hated. It's not about that. You yeah. see, I used to be a journalist. I've got two degrees in journalism. If yeah. I did interview the CEO of Smoothie King, you would have never been able to tell that I had ill will, that, right. that I felt like these guys are cutthroat, right. that right. I helped build a brand for 20 years when nobody knew what the product was, was yeah. here in Florida. Till this day, nobody ever from corporate, nobody ever said thank you, nobody ever said anything. Mm-hmm. Once I sold, it was like, in fact, they say like I was horrible for the system.
0: Wow. Yeah. Holy smokes, man. And here you are actually building their thing for them. Oh, my God. Rob, you want to know how much I built
1: that system for my franchise? Because this was before internet. And and this was before social media marketing. I was the type that would go in a blow-up costume in Mm. the Florida heat. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Or I would hold a sign. A guy with two degrees doing all this. Sampling. Uh at 5Ks, sampling at 10Ks, waking up at three in the morning Mm -hmm. to help market. But yet, and that's why, you know, I'm like, really? I was horrible for the system. It's like, in what aspect? Clearly the 18 years, 19 years, you sure as heck loved me. And it's funny because I sold the stores to somebody that I thought was a friend and she drank the corporate Kool-Aid. And the first thing that my ex-general manager told me was, she said that you and Millie were cancers to the system. Like, hmm, oh
0: wow, yeah, man. wow. So I mean, that's so uh, that's so fascinating because you know, we I actually had a guest on a few, uh, a little while ago um, who's very much into the franchising world, and it sounds like in this instance, because of the company you aligned with, man, that you just got it, a bad luck of the draw. The company changed. Mm. When, when the the
1: founders sold to to it, it, people change relationships mm. change corporations mm-hmm. grow different clearly it wasn't the same if for the the first part of it right that's why you know i had no ill will I, right. I have lots of friends that's that are still in the system yeah it's just a matter of the organization now from the top the guy that right. bought Right. All the way he had he has hired hands, uh henchmen. Yeah, yeah. Cutthroats. Right. But yep. when you're a cutthroat, that's who you're gonna hire. I have no problems with franchise. If somebody Millie, my ex-wife, she sells franchises now. That's her mm. her her next or her her ongoing career. We don't hate franchises. I don't hate franchises. I just say sometimes it, it's like a relationship. Sometimes people change uh companies grow companies are different
0: yeah 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 man so we've talked about the franchising which i was excited about talking about we talked about what you're doing now your book your coaching we're going to take a bit of a turn on another topic that we really have in common let's talk about working out because you and i are both gym buffs and one thing i've really noticed in as a very common thread of high performers like you uh is is the, the the fact that you know fitness taking care of yourself is a really important part of life, and that is a discipline that carries over. So first, let's just talk about like what kind of working out do you like to do?
1: The type of working out that I, I love to do I I love to do everything. I love I I used to love running marathons until I tore my ACL. I would run marathons, half marathons. <sighs> I, yeah, okay. I would do obstacle races, mm-hmm. do Spartans, because in mm-hmm. life, you have to go through. You have to go yes. over the obstacle. Why do I love CrossFit? Because being an only child, I've always loved the extended family concept. Mm-hmm. I was a fraternity brother. I was the vice president of Sigma Pi chapter at LSU. I And it, it's the same when you're at CrossFit, it's just an extended family. So I love doing CrossFit. I, I love spinning since I tore my ACL. I had uh, another franchise. I, I I do cycle bar. So oh, I, I, okay. I do that. Yeah. Uh, free weights, uh, weight training. Uh, and a non-negotiable I have is I'll, I'll go wherever I go. I have to work out
0: even on a cruise. Oh, absolutely. No doubt. I uh, was just at a uh, went to Arizona for a great mastermind and um, I got to Phoenix early, had a few hours, went to a lifetime fitness, got a workout in, you know, we were all staying at a huge like mansion Airbnb and we did a group workout every morning at 7:30. It was more like body weight stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm a bodybuilder. I gotta, I gotta do some weights. Right. So I woke up early 5.00 AM, got to a gym before my second workout. The day I flew home, got to a gym before the airport, uh, I mean, that type of discipline like you, like that definitely carries over. So how have you noticed, um, have you noticed that the fact that you're so passionate about taking care of yourself, how has that carried over to your your business life?
1: My business life, because you have to be obsessed. Mm. You have to, you can't be half-assing it, whether it's working out, whether it's in a relationship, mm-hmm. a personal or a business relationship, whether Mm -hmm. you're in sales or you're an actual solopreneur or you own a brick and motor, you have to be obsessed. You have to be all in and you have to train yourself that when you aren't feeling like it, that you get up and you go on, you go to the gym when you're not feeling it, when, when you, it's a little sore or you can sleep. You know, if I, if I need sleep, then I'll sleep the next night and I'll make sure mm-hmm. to go to bed early. Yeah. It starts with discipline. It's called a habit. And the 21 days, that's crap. That's something that they put up on, on poster boards. It yeah. takes a lot longer to ingrain that into your system and it becomes second nature and a non-negotiable.
0: Yeah, man, 100%, 100%, right? You know, one of, one of my real estate coaches helped to write uh, a book called The One Thing By Gary Keller. um, Gary Keller, I've I've read that multiple times, brother. Love that book. And in that book, you know, they talk about the fact that studies were done. It actually takes at least 66 days to establish a habit. So, one of the things that my coach did for me, and now I include with my coaching students, is the 66 day habit tracker. It's literally, it's very simple. It's just a piece of paper that has 66 boxes on it, and you check each day. And if you do it by day 66, chances are that will become a habit. But sometimes those habits, You know, when you see high performers, it's because the things that they need to do that you don't want to do, they have turned into a habit and it becomes second nature. Like no one has to tell me to go to the gym anymore. No one has to tell me to brush my teeth. No one has to tell me to brew my coffee in the morning. Like these are things I just do when the things that you have to do as a business owner become that level of second nature. That's, that's the game changer.
1: Oh yeah. That that's, that's why we are program. we can program ourselves. That's why you're just, most people, nine to five, corporate America, mm-hmm. they're zoned out. They're like a robot. They don't even know how they got to work because it's yeah. like second nature. Yeah. You know that drive. You know the exit. You're just programmed. It's ingrained.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one of my agents on my team said recently, like, man, I want to feel like I I wake up every day and like, it's just on cruise control, you know, like I'm just crushing it. Like, I don't really feel like I'm facing any adversity or resistance. And I mean, he's been in it for about a year. He's an amazing guy, absolutely crushing it. He has, uh, he has such a go-getter, but you know, it it took a while to ingrain that like, number one, um, you will never feel like that. Like, like you will never feel as an entrepreneur that you face zero resistance.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah it, it, it's all- <laughs> It, it it's called fantasy land or, or it's called a uh, business school at, yeah. at your local university.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I know what he meant. He just meant that like, he wants to like, just know exactly, you know, what he needs to do. So of course, part of that is getting the blueprint from the right person, but part of it is also, is also just the fact, and, and he has been so good at establishing these habits, which is why he is taking off so very quickly and achieving incredible amounts of success in such a short amount of time because he takes action like you, like we've talked about. He takes action and he instills habits. And when the habits, again, become second nature, that's as an entrepreneur when you feel like, okay, like I don't have to feel like I'm struggling to do the things I know I need to do. And, and that comes from results. So chapter three of my book, and this was actually the first time you and I met. You said, Rob, word on the street is that you say mindset doesn't matter. What's that about, bro? <laughs> and, and now I do have, I mean, obviously I'm a mindset dude. I have a whole playlist on my YouTube channel called Mindset Monday. But what we're talking about here is that, you know, and, and you and I are on the same page about fear, right? My, uh, beginning entrepreneurs have fear. And I believe that the mindset is changed by results, So if I'm coaching someone and telling them about relentless consistency, massive action, don't stop until you get what you want, that is a concept they will be able to grasp. They'll be able to say, well, yeah, I believe it. Like, you know, Rob's become successful, and so I'm just going to listen to him. But they're not going to believe it in their heart, in their soul. Those brain paths won't actually be formed until they get those results. And then they go, holy smokes, yes, this does work, massive action, relentless, I'm all in. And I mean, success is the most addictive drug there is, right? Once you get a taste of it, that's when the magic happens. But until then, you must have the desire and the discipline to form the habit, which leads to the mindset change, which leads to the results. And then it's all just a beautiful circle that keeps compounding on itself.
1: That was weird. When you get that first yes, when you get that first deal, mm. when you get a complete stranger to buy into what you're selling, whether yeah. it's a, a program, whether it's coaching, whether you get somebody to buy a book, mm-hmm. become your agent. When you you close that first deal, yeah. that's when you know you have arrived. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's when you know maybe this worked this does work because you're always apprehensive until you start seeing money. Yeah. You know, when people, I almost, almost never counts with, with results. Yeah, I, you know, I, 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 I could, I, I told you earlier that, you know, I'm, I'm going to get my real estate license and, and do that as a side hustle. But could you imagine Rob, if I kept on telling Keller Williams, EXP, whatever. Yeah, you know, I went out there. It was good. I, I I had good vibes. I almost got a listing. I almost right got a sale. What's that gonna do? Yeah. But, but yeah, we're we're training people. We're training young kids that results don't matter. Yeah. Right. Just show up.
0: Really. Yeah. And that's I mean, that's that that's that that is kind of uh a mindset pandemic that's going on right now is that, you know, I mean, you see people, well, I gave it my best and that's not, and that's good enough. Like, no, it's not like, not if, not if you want the results, you know, but, but when we have that, everybody gets a trophy just for showing up. Um, and also when, when young people are not held accountable, I mean, this was one of the reasons that I was really excited to leave teaching. You know, I built, took me 10 years to build my first business, uh, to, to be able to quit my teaching job and, I distinctly remember, I mean, again, I was a music teacher, right? And I remember that there was a kid who now, I mean, it's, it wasn't that hard to get like an A in band, you show up to your lessons, you have your instrument, you practice a little bit, like it it really wasn't that hard to do. Um, And, uh, you know, I was teaching middle school and there was a girl that literally never came to her lessons, never practiced. I mean, zero commitment. And I was extremely generous and I gave her a C. And it, you know, report cards were about to come out and mom goes on the grading portal and she sees her kid is getting a C, which was still quite generous, by the way. And she sends me a message and she says, hey, you know, my kid uh, is like missing honor roll only because of your grade. Would you be willing to give her a B so she can make honor roll? And I mean, at that point, I I stopped being shocked by that question because it it happened. It wasn't the first time. And I was like, well, no, you know, because she doesn't deserve it. Like she doesn't practice. She doesn't have her instrument half the time. She seemingly gives zero effort. And so she doesn't deserve that grade. So I'm not going to give it to her. Mom goes to the principal. Then she goes to the superintendent. And the superintendent calls me into his office because he's just bowing down to the parents Mm because he's, you know, because he's just trying to stay the superintendent. And he's like, Hey man, like, so, you know, what do you think about this? And I was like, dude, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. Like how, how much is she going to escalate this? This is nuts. And he was like, you know, I think it might just be easier if you just do it. And so at that point I was like, you know what? I know I'm going to be out of here in a few months. I know it's my last year, like whatever, man, like I don't have the time or energy to go to a, you know, have a complaint filed at a board meeting or something like that. But like, but I mean, that's the kind of where we're living right now. And it's important that, you you know, young people know, like you, you want something, you got to work for it, man. Like you got to work for it. There's no shortcut to hard work.
1: Well, I got something, but you know, different time Mm. we're generation X, Mm. Went to the illustrious LSU, Louisiana State University. I'm from Miami, out-of-state tuition. Single single mom, worked two jobs mm-hmm. to float that. And I had a class, Dr. Day. He's dead. So I, I can, he's been dead for like 30 <laughs> years. And it was media law. And it was, it was the midterms. Mm-hmm. So it was an important exam. I was... 30 seconds late to class, and I apologized. I said, I'm sorry for, for being late.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he said, that's not my problem. That's your problem. And you know what? I accepted it. I had to go drop the course. And he was right. And it was a lesson that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. I, I may always made sure I'm on time. Yeah. I I didn't go talk to, to, you know, the, the board. I didn't, I didn't talk to the head of the uh, journalism department Didn't
0: have your mommy call, didn't
1: have mommy say, Hey, it's out of state Yeah. Yeah. you know, Hey, he's a minority or single parent or, you know, any, Mm. it is what it is. He was right. It was my problem. I should have been there on time.
0: Yeah. And you know, the, those are, that's how you learn. You know, like the lessons you learn from the most are the hardest. And as an entrepreneur, oftentimes the, mo- the most expensive ones oh, you are like, wow, I spent a lot of money on that. And that did not work. Like you won't make that mistake again. <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. I, yeah. Failure is a, is a gift. People mm-hmm. have to look at it that way. Yeah. It's not a
0: destination. It's not finality. It's a gift. That's right. That's right. And failure is only failure if it's permanent. If you quit, you have failed. But if you, you know, if you have the mindset that like this isn't a failure, this is a learning experience and you have to learn like, like Learning what doesn't work is just as important as learning what does work. There are zero entrepreneurs that exist in the world that have never faced any obstacles. But what happens is when you realize these things worked, these things don't work. So because these don't work, I'm going to try this. Now this works. The things that don't work lead you to find what does work. And that's why you need to take action and you need to move as fast as possible because the faster you move and the faster you find out what doesn't work, the faster you will find out what does work.
1: Exactly. Man,
0: good stuff, man. We always have such great conversation.
1: And, and you're gonna love this question, Rob. This was on somebody's podcast. Duo, mm. clearly not not as amazing as you because I I social media stalk you because I love your content. <laughs> Likewise, we're, we're, dude. <laughs> and we're like-minded people. Yeah. The two of them asked me, so when when do you tell people or when is it a time that hey it's not working? Quit. And I'm like, "Hmm, I don't understand. And they asked me the question again. And I'm like, why why isn't why isn't it gonna work? And like, because some people just I'm like, no. I'm like, the incompetent person will get it done eventually because he keeps on trying the person that has quote-unquote potential just is a nice way of saying he is lazy
0: that's right
1: there is no if you continue and you keep on pressing it it took what thomas edison a thousand times to get the light bulb right Right. so yeah imagine it, it those two cats were like, well, hey, Tom, you know, we're, we're at like numbers. <laughs> it's not working, bro. <laughs> it's not working, I mean, brother. It's time it's- to call it quits. So yeah, they, they double down. I'm like, no, there's never a time to no, say there's, yeah, give up.
0: Does you know, not compute. You,
1: you want to write a book, write a book, self-publish it. Uh, yep. Who cares yep. if, if you want to write a screenplay, write a screenplay, you know? There's people that become actors in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Who's to say but to say you quit? Never yeah. quit until you reach yeah. that goal, until you become that person that you've always wanted to be. I've had people ghost me, you know, that that I thought they wanted to be on my podcast, and mm-hmm. they didn't. Oh, can I can I be on your stage crickets? Or how much are you going to pay me? You know what? Fine. You don't believe in me but yeah. i believe in myself i believe right. in my journey and yeah. that's all you need the person that believes in himself will eventually get there
0: man there's no doubt it's you got to get educated and just implement with enough time and I, I mean there are two two things that come to mind i remember one time this was maybe 3 4 months ago um i was i was i do a free real estate mastermind every tuesday at 11am central completely free to come and there was a dude on there that has been coming, but he was just constantly not taking action. And he'd say, oh, you know, it, it's, it's not working. It's just not working. Well, how many open houses have you done in the past, you know, couple months? Two. Well, bro, you got to do like six to eight a month. Like, come on. Like, of course, it's not working. And I said what I always say, listen, if you get the blueprint and you implement it with re- relentless consistency, massive action and time, it is impossible to fail. And he says- Yeah, but how much time do you give it? And once he asked me that question, I knew for sure you're not going to last. You asking that question tells me you're not going to last. That also took me back to I mean, I remember my wife and I, you know, we, when we moved here to Austin, Texas from, New Jersey, I had built my first business and I was, I was still a full-time entrepreneur writing music at home, but she was a health and phys ed teacher. And when we left that state, we left her consistent paycheck and her rock and awesome health benefits. And we just went all in. Let's do real estate, man. Like not licensed, you know, just, just got licensed. Didn't know anyone. We're in a sea of 20,000 other agents, but we tried really hard. We, we, we aligned with coaching and it took us seven months to get paid seven months to get paid. Now I made about 45 grand in the first week of getting paid, but that took seven months. And I will never forget one time when we were, it was like month four or five and we're on the couch, literally like in tears looking at each other. Cause we just got back from an open house that we worked our asses off for. And like, no one came, you know, cause that happens sometimes. And we're looking at each other, like with tears in our eyes saying like, what did we do? Like, did we make a huge freaking mistake? Like, what if this doesn't, work? Like what, like, what if, what if we, and then, you know, the dust settled and we said like, no, like failure is not an option. We will not fail. We're going to keep going. We're going to be relentless. I'm going to double down. I'm going to work harder, but I will not stop until I get what I want. And it worked. It took another couple months, but it worked. And it just goes to show Omar, like you just said, you give it enough time. You have enough grit. You will always get what you want.
1: Always. It's a guarantee. It's like yep. what Eminem says: "Till you collapse."
0: Yeah. Yep. Would you say? <laughs> and when you collapse,
1: is- you get up. Yeah. <laughs> after you're done, and you keep on pressing forward. That's right. Till you hit that goal, until you hit that target. Never lower your standards. Never lower your goals. Never lower your dreams. That's right.
0: Yep. Hundred percent, man. Love it. Um, Omar, as we as we be- begin to wrap up here, I'm going to ask you the last question I ask all of my guests, and you have such valuable feedback here. I know this is going to be gold. So listen up, y'all. Um, Omar, in your, your wealth of experience as an entrepreneur, as a coach, as a businessman, as a, as a good person, what advice would you have for the listeners out there that have big goals, they have big dreams, they want to do big things? And what advice would you have that if they listen and implement what you say, it would be impossible to fail? mind body spirit you can't
1: be overweight you're going to be dragging ass you need to be in shape you Mm -hmm. need to believe in yourself you need to accept yourself you need to love yourself Mm -hmm. you are worthy you're not you're worthy of success you're worthy of your dreams quit settling you're not a settler quit settling for crumbs in your relationship and business What you do is you need to have clarity. What is it that you actually want? Write it down. Be specific. Have 100% clarity and create a timeline, a deadline. When is it that you're going to succeed? And By by when? Create a plan. Write it down. Write down what you're willing to give up to get from here to, to there, you're going to have to give up things you're going to have to give up people you're going to have to give up vices sometimes these people are people that you felt hold you they're not holding you up they're holding you down Mm -hmm. and never with when it comes to your dreams never settle never let someone tell you you can't do it because those people Those people never dreamt to begin with, or they quit dreaming a long time ago. So many people quit on themselves, quit on their dreams because they listen to the wrong person. They listen to the wrong advice. Don't be fearful of success. Success is infinite. It's in abundance. There is no scarcity to money and there's no scarcity to success.
0: Wow. Wow. Holy smokes, y'all! It's a good thing this is like on YouTube and on channels because I, 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 think I'm gonna need to rewind that at least a dozen times today. That well, was. I'm glad crazy. I shaved. Then
1: you know, if you, if you <laughs> me it was on YouTube, uh, I, I was just on a, a webinar. I, I was this the I would have. I'm just joking with you, man, you know that, but I I wasn't a suit. Yeah, that was beautiful.
0: That was beautiful, man. I mean, absolute gold and 100% accurate. Now, Omar, of course, uh, for the listeners out there, if you're listening to this in the car, you're listening to the audio, remember that the video is available on my YouTube channel at robstein.com. TV. We're going to have all of Omar's links on there, all the ways you can access him. But Omar, for the listeners out there, uh, what ways can people get in touch with you, go deeper with you? Where can they buy your book? Where can they find your stuff?
1: Definitely. And this is for everybody. Promote, promote, promote. Those are the three things you need to do for success. I'm not ashamed. I'm not bashful. This book, I memorized it, not because I lived it, but because I live it. But yes, what if it did work on Amazon.com? Self-publish. I don't know how many books. I will self-publish until a publishing company comes. And then you know what I'm going to tell them? I'm going to tell them what took you so long. That That's that's one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and anybody, I implore you. You can DM me. You can text me. You can fax me. You can telegram me. You can send me smoke signals. I will answer. Today, when we're filming this it's the, it's the patron saint of lost causes, the feast of St. Jude. And I don't look at people as checking accounts. I am in service. So unless you're trying to sell me crypto, unless you say I look like crap and, and you're going to make me look like I'm 20 again, don't bother. But if you have an actual question, if you need help, I am in service. You can find me at omarmadrano.com. Omar Madrano on every social media. Now, now there's one, there's a fake account on on Instagram. I'm the one with more followers and I'm the one that will never pitch you crypto. I will only pitch you on living out your dreams. Man, and that is- What if it did work? On Facebook, Rob is a member. What he needs to do is- I like what I told everybody, it's just not me. We can all post. It's a safe environment. It's not for woke people. It's for people that want (laughs) to be awake and live their best life and their best dreams possible,
0: man. Love it. And that's so true because I'll tell you every time I've shot Omar, uh, we we DM all the time on Instagram and, I mean, he is so quick to respond. He's so generous with his time. He is genuinely a good man that cares about people. He will pour into you. So y'all, seriously, this guy is full of gold and take him up on his offer because he'll change your life. And Rob, you know what? Anybody,
1: if if this is the first time listening to Rob, I love this guy. He's the one that it just popped up into my head because I connect with him. And yes, I, I, I will... But by October 31st, I, I will find out how to get my real estate license. I don't care if it's in person. I don't care if it's virtual. I don't care if it's both. I don't care if it's written. I'll do it. And I'll follow him because Rob is in service and he wants to make sure that everybody wins. He wants to see you win. Did you hear that? Seven months. What an overnight success but it took him seven months for that first commission check. And you know what? He will show you how to scale that time to make sure you don't do the same mistakes. But at the end of the day, I don't care if it takes you 12 months. If you continue doing something, don't quit. Real estate agents, don't quit. Financial advisors, don't quit. If you're in sales, all you need to do, you need to believe in yourself. You need to learn how to sell and you need to promote, and you need this, you need to pitch. What's the worst that can happen? They say no. That just means you're one step closer to that yes.
0: Hell yeah, man. Love it. Love it. Well, I think we also just confirmed then what our next podcast booking is going to be, is after you get that license and you get that, that fat commission and you've built a monster business, we're going to have you back and talk about the process. That I'm going to have, have the
1: publisher house. Uh, clearing
0: chat. That's right. <laughs> Perfect, Omar, this has been great y'all. Again, what if it did work? It's available on Amazon, omarmedrano.com. You can find them on social media and make sure to check out the video at robstein.tv because we're going to have all the links posted there. Omar, as always, man, I mean, every single time we get together, it is an absolute blast. Thank you for your time today. And I look forward to doing it again real soon, brother.
1: Alrighty, brother. Love you.
0: Love you too, man.